Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 181 of French Away podcast, episode 181. And this is the second real uh, French lesson that I recorded uh, with uh, an actual student of French. And this is a, a new concept to give you the opportunity to have a casual French session on Skype with me because as you may know, I'm very busy and I can't commit to recurring lessons anymore. So for you, it is a great opportunity to get my personal feedback on your French and to ask me anything that you need help with. So by booking uh, just a one-off session. And students who uh, want to take this session, this lesson, agree to be recorded. And I make sure, of course, that any personal detail is uh, edited out. And the result may become a podcast episode, so like the one that you're going to hear today. So. This way, my feedback is both personal and still helping as many of you as possible. So everyone is, is happy. Um, when you participate, you get your own copy of the notes and also the MP3 recording of the lesson. The first session, if you've listened to it, uh, was in episode 172 of the podcast and it was with uh, Stephen from uh, Sydney in Australia. And that was a, an informal conversation. Stephen had asked me to interrupt him and correct his mistakes as we went. And so we just uh, developed and uh, digged in a little bit on uh, various aspects of um, like problematic notions that showed up. I've received a lot of feedback about that episode and you were very enthusiastic and you also always mentioned that you found Stephen very brave for putting him uh, himself out there and I passed the words to him and you made him truly happy because we're still, uh, we're still in touch. Many of you said that you were... Uh, you felt like you were a part of uh, the, the the classroom, of the lesson, and that was uh, exactly uh, the uh, intention and the feeling that I wanted uh, you to have. So in a word, I'm uh, very, very happy that you loved this session. Today's student is uh, Suzanne from the US. Bonjour, Suzanne. Alors, this lesson is going to be pretty different. Uh, Suzanne wanted to ask me some specific questions that she was having while reading uh, a French novel. Uh, the title is La Disparition de Paris et sa Renaissance en Afrique. So I, ha I haven't read it. I don't actually know the, the authors. It's, it's uh, Mart Martin Page. Uh, I'll, well, the title will be included in the show notes if you are interested. And before the lesson, uh, Susan sent me, emailed me uh, a table that she had made with uh, on the left uh, hand column or um, the questions that she was having. So uh, which page of the book it was and like quoting the the sentence because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the book. And on the right uh, page, like questioning why is like this preposition used or why this tense is used, etc. So you, you'll hear her questions are actually often about prepositions and particularly the use of the preposition de, uh, which I talked about in episodes uh, 176, 178 and 180 of the podcast, or uh, the last one being the previous episode. So I thought it was a good idea to then um, have you listen to uh, Suzanne's lesson 
as a refresher of what we've already said about that preposition. So um, this episode is very uh, specific and grammar-based, and uh, the novel was actually a great uh, base uh, to allow us to explain or, or to brush up some rules to better understand the, the sentence structures. In the show notes, you will find the PDF file with the notes that I took for Susan. I strongly uh, recommend that you use it to follow our conversation because otherwise it will go, it will seem very random and out of the blue. But when we were talking, we were actually following this document and referring to uh, the, the table that you will see if you open the PDF. So welcome to this uh, one-of-a-kind classroom and enjoy our Skype session with Suzanne. Première question. Il n'y a pas de passé. So does avoir des also exist? Um, we'll, we'll start with that. Avoir, okay. you can use avoir with any article, so in the singular or in the plural. Um, donc par exemple... Um, if I put it in the in the singular form, un ou une, j'ai un chien, j'ai une fille, j'ai un enfant, d'accord okay. Et le pluriel, un, une, le pluriel c'est des. J'ai des enfants, j'ai des questions, j'ai des chiens. Oh, oh, okay. Ça, il n'y a pas de problème. Maintenant, okay. dans votre exemple, il n'y a pas de passé You actually use the preposition de um, to express the quantity. You may know like a, un kilo de farine, par exemple. Un kilo de sucre. Um, also, uh, de is used for the quantity, uh, par exemple, in beaucoup de, or un peu de. They all express okay. quantities. Okay. Yeah. And what I call... Quantically, uh, you can use de with avoir. You can use des with avoir as the plural of un or une. J'ai un chien. The plural mm -hmm. would be j'ai des chiens if you have several dogs. Okay. 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 Now, in your example, il n'y a pas de passé. Um, mm -hmm. We use de for quantities. For example, beaucoup de, uh, un peu de. And also for what I call quantity, zero. Pas de. Right, okay. And that's quantity zero. So, for example, if you, if you want to say, I don't have any dog, you will say... J'ai pas de chien. Je n'ai pas de chien. Pas de. Right, right. okay. It's quantity <laughs> yeah. zero. Uh -huh. Ça va, c'est clair? Ça va, ça va. Ouais. Euh, le deuxième exemple. Euh, il soit permis de porter... So you ask whether uh, the de here is due to the verb construction. It is uh, mm -hmm. être permis de faire quelque chose. It is allowed to do something. Okay. The infinitive is être permis mm -hmm. de, and not the verb permitter, as you wrote oh, in your document. Oh. So okay. I, will, uh, oh, I will change okay. it there. Être permis de. And are there other um, constructions using être and something else and de? Oh, uh, oui, probablement beaucoup. Par exemple, mm. um, le contraire, okay, okay. il est interdit de. It's forbidden to. 
That's that's another one. Je suis contente de faire votre connaissance. Oui. Je suis contente de faire. Oui. Oui, so there will be heaps of structure that use the preposition de, heaps of structure that use the preposition a. You, you, um, oh, okay. I always say you need to learn them by heart, but I think it's a bit uh-huh. pointless to because there there are lists. If you if you would like to uh, look on the, like do a Google search, you will find a list of verbs that have that works with um, each of the prepositions, but it's very uh-huh. overwhelming. To, yeah. So it's just best to just learn them, memorize as you go. You get just used to them. Donc je suis contente de, uh, il est permis de, and again it's the verb être, it's a structure, être permis de. Mm-hmm. Alors, on utilise de for quantity. Uh, I will write your notes here. And donc, de égale quantity zero. I edit your notes at the same time and I yeah. will resend them uh, back to you with the audio once I edit the audio so that you can listen to it again. Okay. okay? Great. Uh, on continue avec le numéro 3? Oui. Oui? Alors, uh, un mercredi soir de la mi-décembre, why de and not en? Uh, indeed, you will use en with the month, so we say en décembre. Here, I think uh, we use de because it's um, it's more uh, a Wednesday evening of uh, the like mid-December period. Um, you could say un mercredi soir en décembre or un mercredi soir de la mi-décembre or en mi-décembre. Uh, de mi-décembre would work as well. So it's just um, so not purely the en plus de month. Pardon? Okay, I can use it without la. Oui, oui. Un mercredi soir de mi-décembre, c'est très bien aussi. Okay. Alors, numéro 4, ça c'est très intéressant. Euh, les arbres. Alors, les arbres pluriels, décorés, des guirlandes électriques. There was probably something else in your sentence. It, it was probably not ending uh, right there. And you yeah. want to have a look? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you can. <coughs> ah, de Noël. Électrique de Noël. D'accord. Des guirlandes électriques uh, uh-huh. de Noël. Ouais. Um, so why is it not avec? Uh, you can use avec. Les arbres décorés avec uh, des guirlandes électriques de Noël. Pas de problème. If you use avec, des is your article. C'est avec une guirlande de Noël, avec des guirlandes de Noël, le pluriel. Okay? Here in this example, it is actually the contraction of les arbres décorés de les guirlandes électriques de Noël. So something can be decorated of mm-hmm. and whatever you, you use. For example, uh, okay. le sapin est décoré de boules de Noël. Être décoré de quelque chose. It's an expression that works as is. Être décoré de. Okay. To be decorated. Yeah. 
with or to be decorated of. Okay. Uh, this, this, I think this is my most difficult um, problem with the preposition is um, it, I, I can't seem to um, find a concrete explanation or reason why this is. For instance, is it because Arb and Girland are both nouns? Um, mm, no, here it's a bit like you said um, être content de. We've okay. said être permis de. You also have être décoré de. So it's like an expression, if you want, that can mm -hmm. take that preposition. So, oh. yes, you can say être décoré avec. Um, but it also works and it actually sounds a bit better to say être décoré de. Uh, this person est décoré de la Légion d'honneur. So he he's decorated of... Uh, with the legion of honor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Later, the See, I, think, I think that's the problem is that in most of these cases, the English translation is with, and so it doesn't occur to me to use de. Oui. So I have a really hard time recognizing, for for instance, um, you said it's better to use de, but um, since, I, since I don't have any reference, oui. well, I guess... It's hard for me to, um, oh, I don't know. It's hard for me to just, um, so for instance, when you say um, de is used for quantities, um, yes. you know, um, uh, yeah, that, that's a, I think that's a more concrete um, rule that I, I can refer to. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I can't formulate a rule for this and it, and it drives me nuts because, because there's no <laughs> if you want a rule I can give you one it's that yeah. literal translation doesn't always work and here is a, a typical example of why well sometimes you can make rules in uh, for some uses for example so using the for quantities is quite reliable now mm -hmm. as I told you uh, there's a whole list of expressions that work with a preposition and you kind of like the only thing is you need to learn to learn them by heart because literal translation will not work and it's the same uh, for me oh. when I learn in English verbs going with preposition I need to learn that um, uh, so for example uh, regarder quelqu'un is to look at someone okay in French there's not even a preposition we don't say regarder à we just say regarder quelqu'un Right, right, right. Okay. But I need to remember that we use a preposition in English. And same thing for um, uh, to listen to music. Uh -huh. In French, it's just écouter um, la radio, écouter la musique, écouter de la musique. Or, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh -huh. not, you can't use literal translation. That's when okay. uh, it's not really abstract thinking, but it's just really thinking in the other mm -hmm. language. You need to be aware of this and you'll probably make mistakes and in the case of prepositions, you know, they're very small words so they're usually not really a problem for the comprehension of your message but you'll make the mistake several times you will forget it or use the wrong okay. one and one day you'll use the right one. Okay, um, so if I want to find, for example, a list of um, 
these constructions where it's required to use de. How should I look it up? Should I look up être plus? No, you can yeah, you can oh. write, but I would not really recommend it because then you'd be fine. Well, you can, but the thing is, you're going to have long list, and then you're going to be tempted to maybe try to learn them, and it's just a bit discouraging. If you uh, go on Google, you can just look at. Uh, you, I'm sure you can just type um, a list of verbs or list of expression with preposition de or with preposition r, whichever you like. Okay. And you will find heaps of results. Yes, yes. But be careful not to try to stuff your brain with that because you're just going to end up very confused and very discouraged. Sure, sure. Yes, and um, but here you're saying, for example, um, in the uh, example number two, you're saying it's not because of permis. It's not permis de deux. Instead, it's être permis de. Oui, because so, permitté doesn't uh -huh. exist. Ah, okay. Oh, it's it doesn't permettre. exist. It's per okay, but is it permettre de? Ah, oui, permettre de. You see, oh, this, this verb also it, it, works it, it, with the preposition de. It's to allow something, right. permettre okay. de. Yes, yes, okay. Okay, um, I, I'm looking at a, a text, like a little a guidebook of mine, and promettre de is on there, but I think they must have um, constructed another list of. But then you're saying the in num, item number four, les arts décorés. You're saying that's because it's être décoré de. De. Voilà. De. Okay. Or okay. also so, the infinitive décoré de to decorate uh, with. For oh, example, to oh, decorate oh. A, a cake with sugar, décorer un gâteau okay. de sucre. Okay, that's very helpful. This is this is really the source of my confusion because I can never pinpoint what the, um, especially in some of these long sentences in the in these novels, I can never pinpoint sort of the anger of like why mm. de is associated with this entire phrase. Mm. Yeah. So yes, yes in that yeah. case. Yeah, in that case, you could try to look uh, up the infinitive in the dictionary and, and see yeah. whether it works with the proposition okay. uh, or refer to a list. Um, yeah. Very I good. Think. That's very helpful. Thank you. So yeah. décoré, alors, here in your example number four, we have décoré de, as we've seen mm -hmm. as a structure, and then yep. les guirlandes électriques de Noël. Yeah, okay. So So my question would be, could you do just de and not de? Is it proper oui. grammar or is it must you must you have de? This is always another question for me oui. because I noticed that later, um, you know, um, in the construction where the adjective precedes the noun, they off and it's plural. No, no. I think in any case and any number, it's de. Oui. C'est ça. Okay. But yes, yes. So either you can say décorer de guirlandes électriques de Noël, which is decorated with so uh, tinsels like Christmas tinsels, mm -hmm. or decorated with de. the 
Christmas Tales Hall décoré de les guirlandes électriques de Noël, décoré des guirlandes électriques de Noël. Ok, so that was a choice that the author made. It's not um, a grammar rule. Alors, he chose to use, uh, the, to include the uh, definite article. Yes. So, meaning we know which ones, which ones we're talking about. It's just not any. It's okay. these and, ones. And is that because they, the guirlandes are de Noël? For example, if they were just decorated with any tinsel... That's why I told you uh, it's probably missing something because why use the article, the, the definite article, if it was decorated with the like electric tinsels? I was like, uh, which ones? Les guirlandes électriques de Noël give me more an indication of which one are we talking about? You see? Okay. So I could guess yeah. something was missing there. Okay. I wanted to go to number 14. Sorry, 14. Euh, dans ce contexte hospitalier, ils avaient quelque chose d'inquiétant. Alright. Inquiétant, alors, by the way, it's not the present participle. Here, well, uh, it is the form of the verb used as a, like, it's a present participle of the verb inquiéter. But in our context, it's an adjective. The adjective worrying. To say that something is worrying. You can have a worrying situation, a worrying, um, like anything. That's an yeah, adjective. An adjective, okay. Adjective can be made of past participles or present participles, but the, the function is still adjective. Quelque yeah. chose d'inquiétant. You have the expression quelque chose de, or quelqu'un de, or rien de, ou personne de, plus an adjective. Donc, quelque chose d'inquiétant. It's something interesting would be quelque chose d'intéressant. What did you do last weekend? Oh, nothing special. Rien de spécial. Rien de spécial, rien d'intéressant. D'accord? So, it's, it's just a structure that you need to know uh, when we use quelque chose or it's opposite à rien or when we use Quelqu'un or its opposite person, and we want to um, yeah. uh, describe it with an adjective, you're going to use de. It's something expensive. How would you say something expensive? Um, c'est quelque chose de cher. Voilà, c'est quelque chose de cher. Or, uh, Uh, oh, he's just nobody important. How would you say that? Um, il est rien d'important. Personne. Personne d'important. Oh, 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 rien d'important is nothing important. Okay. So that also exists, if you want. Mm -hmm. Rien d'important, etc. Personne. Okay, okay. Okay, because it's a person. Hmm. Ça va, ça? Ok, ça va. Um, now, another way of uh, describing, instead of an adjective, we can describe with an other noun, and that will work as a structure. Uh, noun, and then de, and noun. Yeah. Uh, for example, nom de famille, uh, numéro de chambre, etc., etc. So, where, where are we? Une femme de... Alors, if you want to say a 60-year-old lady, we say une femme mm -hmm. de 60 ans. Mm -hmm. 
right. une femme de 60 ans. Or a 50-year-old woman, you will say une... Une femme de 50... Is it 50? Oui. oui. 50 ans. Oh, une femme de 50 ans. Uh, a three-year-old boy, you will say un... Un garçon de... So, une vingtaine is a score, et une soixantaine is a set of sixty-ish. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Une femme d'une soixantaine d'années. Ok, I see. Ok, so you can say something like... Um, J'ai une, une soixantaine de livres. Oui, you can say okay. J'ai une soixantaine de livres. J'ai une okay. vingtaine de dollars dans mon sac, etc., etc. Wonderful. Can you explain to me uh, item number six yourself? Elle semblait ne pas avoir de séquelles. Why de? Okay. It's not... It's not an article here. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. It's... What is it? It's used with... Um, avoir de. No, hold on, hold on. pas. I feel like semble goes with de. But ah, non, 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 non. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, uh, sequel, I don't know if it's the same word. Do you say sequels in, yeah. in English? Okay. So, can you translate the sentence? Elle semblait ne pas avoir de sequels? Um, she seemed not to have any sequences. Uh, sequels? Like any like injuries or like something yeah. from the accident? Okay. Oh, uh, oh, sequ sequel? Sequel? Se yeah, se I think sequel. Why? Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Now, how would you put it? Uh, so that's the negative. How would you put it in the? Uh, Affirmative, like she seems to. Elle semblait avoir. Avoir. De séquelles. Des séquelles. <gasps> Why? Avoir une séquelle. Oui. Et peut-être le pluriel, avoir des séquelles. Uh -huh. Mais ne pas avoir de séquelles, c'est quantité oh, zéro. Pas de. Oh, because of pas. Pas de. Pas de séquelles. Pas de séquelles. Oh my God. On peut so dire, nice. elle a une séquelle. Mm -hmm. Ça, c'est le singulier. Elle a des séquelles. C'est le pluriel. Oui. OK. Elle a beaucoup de séquelles. That's a plural too, but that's a quantity here. Beaucoup de. Oh, OK. Or, pas de. Uh -huh. Also quantity, but quantity zero. Gotcha. Okay, that ouais. makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, that's much better. <laughs> Ça va? Ça va. Numéro 7, d'année en année. Yeah, it's year after year. It's just an expression like that. Okay. To learn. Uh, numéro 8, j'y vois la promesse mm. et l'amorce de transformation plus importante. Again, it's your uh, noun de noun. Promesse de transformation. Amorce de transformation. Mm -hmm. 
Can you explain to me yourself number nine? Il me restait suffisamment de provisions pour tenir jusqu'à lundi. Uh, is it quantity again? Et voilà. Suffisamment, uh, enough, is a bit like assez. Oh. Beaucoup de, assez de, pas de, beaucoup de, or gotcha. peu de. Okay. Ça, c'est okay, quantité. Yeah. Ça, c'est okay. bien. Euh, yeah. Numéro 10. Ma seule arrivée n'avait pas constitué un événement suffisamment digne d'intérêt. J'avais à présent une histoire à raconter en guise d'introduction. Mm. Ah, ok. I understand why you say. Why not au présent? Ah, à présent, oh, which is spelled with, a, with an accent, so it's like this, à présent. À présent means maintenant. Got it. It's just an expression. Au présent, au présent means in the present tense. Right. Got it, okay. Une histoire à raconter en guise d'introduction. Uh, guise is a noun, so it's noun de noun, en guise d'introduction. Ok. Ça va, ça Ça va. Mm -hmm. L'automne n'en avait plus que pour deux jours. L'air... Alors, I need to... I'll edit the document a little bit. Euh, mm -hmm. L'automne n'en avait plus que pour deux jours. L'air frais était vivifiant. Ne plus que... Mm -hmm. Do you know the, uh, the structure ne que Yes, it, it means only. Only, d'accord. Et... Ne plus que is like only left. It, it's a similar structure. Uh, maybe instead of just only, oh. we can translate it by only left. Okay, okay, okay. For example, a doctor uh, who gives a very like dark uh, pronostic to a patient, we say like, uh, you'll only have six months left. Vous right. n'en avez plus que pour... Okay. Euh, six mois, par exemple. Yes. Ok. okay. I see. Yes. Uh -huh. Alors, what do you want to do with number uh, 12? Do you want to try to translate it? Or uh, sure. do you have sure. questions about... Alors... Uh, il n'y a, a que deux. Deux here is... Um, because the adjective grand goes before the noun. Exactement. Okay, okay. Parce qu'on va dire oh. des choses, mais on va dire de grandes choses. Exactement. Ok. okay. Um, there's only great or little things. Um, there are. Oops, voilà, because I was correcting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are only great or little things. There are only great or little ways to consider. Um, de les considérer. Uh, les here is not a, an article, it's the um, yes. pronoun, direct pronoun. Mm. Ok, ok, yeah. Je ne me plains mm -hmm. d'aucune tâche. Uh, tâche will probably have in your book uh, an accent circonflexe mm -hmm. because it means task. And I don't know if you've listened to episode one of my French show podcast, which is about the accent circonflex. 
Okay. I said that the uh, accent circumflex often is uh, a trace of an S that has disappeared and that you, you can find uh, sometimes in the English translation, by the way. So tash would be task. Okay. Just like in French, hôpital, you know, uh, is yeah. spelled with an accent circumflex. And it's actually okay. in English, hospital. You can find the S there mm -hmm. as well. I say that because the word tâche in French without the accent circumflex exists. But it's another word. It's, the, the, it's a stain, a blood stain. That's or, where I, yes, I think that's where I was getting confused on the translation. <laughs> So that's why it's important Perfect. because they look Perfect. the same, but with an yeah. S task, this one. Okay. 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 Um, is plaindre de, is that one of those verbs that um, has a de with it? Se plaindre de, quelque chose. Mm. Voilà. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Se plaindre de, okay. quelque chose. Yes, yes. Right. Number 13, in manque de personality. Is it because of quantity again? Oui. Uh, oh. well, well, actually, uh, yeah. we use, it's a structure, it's manque de quelque chose. Okay. But the origin this of this structure mm -hmm. is probably due to, it's probably related to the quantity. Yes. Okay, and it's in for some reason here, manque is missing a direct object because usually you'll say um, tu me manque or something like this. Uh, alors, tu me manques is. Um, so there are different ways of translating manqué. In the expression to me manque manqué is to, to miss. Just also, I missed the bus, j'ai manqué le bus. Uh, here, uh, it's more in the, in the sense of lack, to lack personality. Mm. So it's okay. a little bit um, Got it. different structure. Got it. Okay, lack. wonderful. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I'm lacking time. Like, I don't have enough time. I'm lacking time. Je... Je manque de temps. Voilà. Je manque de temps pour finir mon travail, etc. Okay. Dans ce contexte hospitalier, so it's an adjective derived from hôpital, where you can actually see the S there. There's no accent circumflex, but the S is there. Uh, ils avaient quelque chose d'inquiétant. So we've, we've done that, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Wonderful. That helps so much. Oh, my goodness. Now I can read this novel and actually understand it. You, you maybe reread the first few pages and yeah, well, uh, what? the whole thing because it's taking me two years to read about half of this book. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. It's very slow. Mm. But you seem to uh, understand, to have a quite a good understanding of grammar notions and you probably understand the story like the general thing because what you you're doing this um uh, here with these notes that i can see is you're um trying to understand the fine details yes yeah so if you want you have two ways of approaching reading the 
the book, if you want to just read the story just for um, the, the entertaining side and for um, just getting used to learning, uh, reading in French and maybe learn a bit of vocab, you probably don't need to stop. You can probably understand the book. That's one way of reading. Now what you want to do is try to um, make sense of everything, which if you do that from the start and all the time can actually slow you down and demotivate you. But if you do it in purpose <laughs> of shedding light on everything, uh, then it's, it's just a, a, different, um, a different way of uh, using the book. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I'm happy that you understand all these. If you want to enjoy the reading, do. Like just, you, you'll keep understanding without like these little words, you know? Right. But then if you need some help about why is it exactly that, then you can take notes and then ask someone to help you. Okay. It's just two different things. Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, but uh, they work together for, for the sake of meaning because um, some more difficult books, I, I can't, I can't um, obtain the nuances without knowing specifically the meaning. Because if I have a choice between two, you see how I got stuck on number 12, the Tosh? Um, oh. Because of that, I couldn't, I, I had a difficult time with the translation. Well, yeah, sometimes you may not understand the sentence or maybe you know when I started um well I started reading book in English uh, my first book in English I think I had taken a notepad and I was like okay I'm going to use it to really learn vocab and so I was stopping every word I didn't understand and that was slowing me down so much that I was like oh, I'm going to stop that and I just read so uh, and there were some words that I couldn't understand but you know, I, I, I still got to understand the story and to enjoy the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then years later, I was already fluent in English. Blah, blah, blah. When I started reading Australian literature, because of the Australian slang, sometimes like I was like, there was a whole paragraph that I couldn't understand <laughs> anything. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, just, but, but, a paragraph uh, doesn't prevent you from understanding the novel as a whole. So right. I just, right. maybe my husband, if he was not around because he was at work and, you know, he couldn't explain to me every second word, I was like, just move <laughs> on, you know? Yeah. Well, your English is so good. That's why I enjoy your podcast <laughs> because your explanations are great. And, and it's, you know, um, I used to live in France, and uh, I had teachers of French there. But um, in France, you know, sometimes um, uh, their, their English is not so good. So they couldn't really cross that, you know, mm. bridge. Yeah. Well, that's... Thank you. <laughs> but uh, it came with time. And I'm aware sometimes as I talk, I hear myself making mistakes because I... Um, just let go of getting everything perfect as well. And sometimes you may hear me make mistakes and maybe I'm not aware of them, but maybe I am, but I just don't re like 
restart the sentence because sure. I'm like that's okay you understand the message <laughs> okay so right. same with a book you can use it for your entertainment so just read it through if you want to read it through or if you want to use it for specific language learning like fine details then that's something else okay fantastic thank you so much no problem perfect okay merci beaucoup I loved how active Susan's reading process was as she was um, clearly reflecting upon the language. And she was really fine-tuning her comprehension of French grammar, which is something that you can do at some stage in even your learning. Because as I explained uh, in the session, I wouldn't recommend that you stop to question the use of every word when you just start reading in French, when you're more at a, a beginner stage. Because you'd be uh, overwhelmed, you'd be frustrated, and you simply you'd be stopping all the time. But once you get comfortable with reading books in French, then you can use these books to go further, to go deeper in your understanding of the fine nuances of the language. So I thought it was uh, very appropriate for Suzanne to do, uh, to do that at uh, her stage of learning. And uh, by the way, for my tips on how to start reading books in French and for my personal recommended reading list, what I call my personal recommended reading list is I only feature books that I have read myself and that I uh, love and they can be sorted by genre or by uh, level of difficulty. Uh, just see the links in the show notes and you will be sent to the appropriate page on my website. Uh, or listen to episode 66 of the podcast uh, for the audio version of my tips on how to start reading books in French. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks a lot uh, again for your wonderful feedback. And uh, you implore me to keep going and, and uh, keep um, recording some sessions like this. You've enjoyed uh, learning from real French lesson situations. Uh, but uh, there cannot be any more episodes without students. So I encourage you to participate in this uh, experiment and I'm sure you will uh, learn something along the way. Thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast. <laughs>